0: Again,
1: oh, we're just already laughing. <laughs> again, we are already laughing again, which is good. Yeah. Laughing is good for the soul. It is. It's Saturday,
0: February fifth. We are here. We are ready to go. You and I are wearing hearts and pink. I'm Bieber. Yeah. I'm Melody Judge, and we've got candace
1: Sanchez Yay! in the house. In the house. Giddy, 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 giddy. So, yeah, get it, get it, get it, We're so excited! Like this is we've been together for a couple weeks now, or, or like a couple weeks. We've been together for a very long time. Yes. But we've seen each other
0: twice twice this week, which is that's a lot. That's I mean, a lot, especially in this pandemic. I right? know. I know. You know that, Absolutely.
1: Right? We are here um broadcasting or recording I should say in Courtney's adorable house with Henry once again. <laughs>
0: Henry's walking around. <laughs>
2: <heard of him. laughs> Henry wants to play. He does.
0: And we have a very special guest today. Yeah, we do. I met Candice at a retreat in November, um, and we just kind of hit it off, and she also has her own podcast, and then so I started, like, looking you up and, like, Googling you and, you know, kind of seeing talking Stalking. Everything. We stalk, yeah, too. We we'll Let's talk. just be honest. We'll be honest. And I'm like, oh, dang, girl's got a podcast and a book, and she's a motivational speaker? Oh. Oh, yes. that's oh, what we're talking about oh, exactly. So we wanted to just talk to you more about your life,
2: what you do. Like, oh my gosh, you have a nine to five job. I do, mm-hmm. I do. I have a nine to five. I'm a HIT healthcare IT director for Advocate Aurora, so I'm proud of what I do. Yeah, you know their mission is we help people live well, and I have to say, as an associate employee that works there, they do. Okay. They, I have work-life balance, 9 to 5, which is amazing. Great team that I work with. Amazing leadership there. But then I have my, I have an entrepreneur's heart. I have spirit. I've always been an entrepreneur in my soul. I sold Barry Kay. I sold home interiors back in the day. Nice. I, I used to sell nutritional products. So I just always had that like direct sales, uh-huh. like just skill set because I was I was like to hustle, right? Mm-hmm. I was a hustler. Mm-hmm. And um, I was a young mom with two daughters, so you know, some side money never hurt. Right. Um but yeah, and then I you know, I finally know what I want to be when I grow up. That's kind of what I felt when I right. really kind of thought about my story and my past. Um, as difficult and hard it is to talk about, you know, being abused as a child um, from the age of 5 to 15. Oh. You know, it's a dark topic, but at the same time it, At least I can say I'm still here. Yes. And I know that even though through those dark times, I've made it out with having my faith and my hope. And I'm very blessed that it made me who I am today. Yeah. And you're stronger. And I'm much stronger. And your past never defines who you're meant to be. That's how I feel. Where did you get
1: to? First of all, you are from Milwaukee. I'm I, from, from we're Mar- I
2: raised in Racine, but then okay. we moved to Milwaukee, Oak Creek, Franklin area. Okay. So, yeah. okay. so but I love that area. It's an amazing area. My kids went to high school there. We, nice. we moved out of Racine in 2000. So now I've been in the Milwaukee area for 22 years. Crazy. All right. Yeah. Okay. Nice. I love Milwaukee. Yeah, I, I know we were talking about
1: that in, on our last episode, but I do. I love it. But how did you get to be where you're at today in your headspace after
2: your your childhood my after I'm talking yeah. yeah. I, you know, honestly, it was the people around me, you know, we talk about community and we talk about building, lifting people. It was people around me, whether it was friends. I have to say that my professional, I entered the workforce and at 18, I started working in healthcare, in a medical group. Okay. And I think it was seeing the doctors and the nurses and then having people to talk to role model yeah. and how successful they were. Yeah. Um, if they could do it, I can do it. So it was really the people in my life. And then you know, I started to share my story and then they were like, you know, oh my God, Candace. they were encouraging to right. me, you know, and then I wanted more for my family. I, my mom was a hard worker. And so I saw my mom work really hard for what she had. She worked at the post office for 30 years and she just told me, Candace, you know, treat others the way you want to be treated. You work hard and, and God will, she always had the faith. So she always said, God will provide for you. Mm-hmm. And he has. And, um, and I basically with my headspace, I went to therapy. I mean, I'm glad that I found a the therapist, Marianne Jensen. I'll do a shout out to her. Um, she coached me for 10 years. And she, when she really dug deep and said, your problems are stemmed from your childhood. Yeah. If you don't realize that, you need to realize that right. and own it. And that's when I started to dig deep and understand the correlation to my childhood to relationships. And
0: thank goodness you yes. went to therapy, too. A lot of people are like, oh, that's taboo. I, the, the crazy people need that. Whatever.
2: Therapy is good for everybody. Yes, Everybody's got something to talk about. Absolutely. Yes. And so I did. I went to therapy and then it was just digging deep. And again, there's a lot, you know, in life, you make a lot of choices you're not proud of and you can look back and go, gosh, I wish I wouldn't have done this or made that choice. But either way, it's always lessons learned. And that's how we grow. Like you said, like lessons learned, but
1: that's how, that's where you grow as an individual. Right. And so personally
2: and professionally, I think that's what it was, was people around me, going to therapy, you know, really digging deep and wanting to heal from the inside out. And and um, then I went back to school, got my degree, um, I got my bachelor's degree in IT, got my MBA in 2014. And I remember being at a crossroads <clears throat> in 2014 and, and just wondering, like, my kids were grown. yeah, You know, I had kids at a young age and um, I felt like nobody needed me anymore. Like, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? Like, I have a great career. I have my own place. I should be happy, right? Right. And I realized that I really wasn't living in my truth. And then in 2017, I decided, I started to see the news, watching TV, watching what's out in the media, right? The Me Too movement, just Mm -hmm. all of a sudden in Hollywood Mm -hmm. was prevalent. And I'm looking at the channel and then I'm like, I have a story too. Right. And in 2017, July of 2017, I... I already knew the title of my book. It was going to be called unspoken because I wasn't supposed to tell. Yeah. And that was the title of my book. That is same here. Yeah, don't talk about it. Don't tell. Yeah, about
1: exactly. Yep. Exactly. Just keep this between keep us. That secret. Yep. And yep. that's powerful.
2: Uh, that's a powerful title. Yeah. Unspoken. And then it took three years to write that, that book was therapeutic, uh-huh. tough. And I was reliving that trauma over mm-hmm. and over and over where I would shut the computer, slam it down. Uh, this can't be my life. But then at the same time, be happy of where I was in the present. Yeah. But just the reflection of mm-hmm. what I had experienced. But then I kept saying, but Candace, look at where you are today. Be proud of yourself. Yeah. Don't get down in the dumps. Don't get into that victim mentality. You're a survivor. Yep. You're here. You're living in your truth and you're going to make an impact. And, and honestly, for me, I, I have come to learn. It's not about the number of books I sell. Mm -hmm. It's about the impact to people's lives
1: that I may never know, I may never meet. Exactly. I was reading um, your reviews on Amazon, and um, the reviews on it, five stars, and you you are helping people, and you are helping people through your book.
0: Yeah, and you're not alone. Right. Even if you never meet these people other people have gone through what you've gone through or something similar, something totally different, but it could still help them. Right. Right. And, exactly. are not alone. Right. It's, you know? Right. right. So unspoken. Well, have you ever confronted who?
2: Yes. And, yes. Okay. And so, um, my abuser is his, Fred is his name and I carry his last name still. So he adopted me when I was, I believe I was seven. And I write about this in my book, okay. but I still okay. carry the last name. Um, you know, the last name is part of me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and he did apologize to me when I was, uh, gosh, I, I want to say it was in the nine, like late nineties, 90, 96, between 96 and 99. I can't remember the right year, but he, he actually came to my house where I lived in Racine and asked if he could come in. And I reverted to that little girl. Ooh, and man. I remember standing by my front door while he sat in the couch in my living room and I just wanted to be available to exit if I because I I, honestly it was kind of like I was I was scared I was I was scared but at the same time because of the person that I am the heart that I have I'm gonna listen to what he has to say right Mm -hmm. and he did he did apologize to me and I said thank you for your apology I forgive you but I'll never forget Right. And that was pretty much it. And then he ended up leaving, and that was it. Now, I don't know if he's ever admitted it to anybody else, you know, to my mom or to other people. And that I don't need to know that. That's whatever. My thing is, I heard it between him and I. And and to me, that was all I needed in order to move on in my life. A little bit of closure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. A little bit. So
1: nothing ever really happened to him with authorities or anything like that? Correct.
2: I never went through the legal system. Mm -hmm. I never um, even filed any type of report. Now, being that I'm 50 years old, I have a lot of people now in my network that have changed laws about abuse, domestic violence, sexual assault charges. And so I have some really good people in my corner that are teaching me, Candace, it's still not too late if you need to do something. Now, if I want to, It's just, how do I, what do I do? What are the steps? So I'm still learning that right now. Have you ever worried that he's going to be doing that to anybody else? Yeah, I I talk about regret in my book about, I regret for not speaking up. I regret for not telling someone. I regret, because has he done this to someone else? I I carry some of that in in my heart where I feel like, God, has he done this to other people? Mm -hmm. But I, I believe that, you know, I... It's all about timing, I think. And and my book literally, to me, is like my declaration of what occurred. Yes. And I hope people have awareness. And Racine is a very, where I was born and raised, Racine very tight-knit community. People know who people are. Mm-hmm. They know my book. They know my story. They know, you know, I, I, and it's only just two people. The rest of my family, the Sanchez family, the Matson family, my aunts, uncles, I love all of them. Mm-hmm. They're all still, we're not like, we don't see each other every day, but they're part of my memories, all my great memories. You know, they never hurt me, never did anything to mm-hmm. me. But, I, and for that, I thank them for being supportive. But Again, that's their family member, and I'm not telling them to choose or pick or anything, right? Because that's not my right, no, you know. Yeah, it was right. between me and that individual, right? Yeah, that She's is so
1: very pa- exactly <laughs> powerful to move past that and to right. just to come to
2: terms with everything. I don't and, know if I'd be
0: like that. I don't know if I, how I'd be if it right. happened to me. The str- You're just like, yeah, you're like what?
2: Yeah, you know, I remember, um, so the father of my children, Randy, he was the first person I told. I was pregnant, eight months pregnant. I write about this in the book, too. I was eight months pregnant. And what, six? he was 16, I was 17, and we were about to have a baby. And so, you know, and and uh, we were. I was a senior and he was a junior. So, you know, we were in high school dealing with some adult yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. We're about to be parents, like, yeah. hello. <laughs> and I was about to be a statistic. I wasn't going to drop out, though. I finished high school. And mm-hmm. um, he did, too. Thank God. Um, but we were, he was about to break up with me. And what kids don't break up, right? right. Kids break oh, up all gosh. the time. And yes. I'm sure he was scared, right? Having a baby. Now I'm going to be a dad. I'm only a junior in high school hey. campus, What are you doing to me? Right. Right. Why did you trap me? No, i just oh, right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You know, the That's... mentality of kids, yes. right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. And I was so afraid of him breaking up with me. I'm like, I have to tell him. Because if I don't tell him, he's going to save me. He's going to take me out of the situation. Because I don't want Fred to go back and do more stuff to me. So I told him. Interesting. And in my book, I Randy was like, and he, no fault of Randy, you know, we're in a great space today in the present moment. And he was like, you lied to me. You, you know, you didn't tell me, you know, what's wrong with you. I felt the shame and the guilt and the fear all. And I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to tell you the truth. And now I'm being blamed all over again. I've already carried this crap. Now I got to carry it some more. Right. And, he was very upset, and uh, but rightfully so. He was like, "You have a child to protect," and and I didn't see that light. I'll be real honest. I had two <coughs> children. I had Adrian on eighty nine, my Victoria in ninety one, and I didn't tell my mom until after my second child was born. So Fred was around wow. our two children. So that was very painful oh. for Randy during that time. Oh my goodness! And it was hard, and it was hard for me because at that point in my life, I wasn't ready. To be that strong like I am today. It took so many years for me to get to this point in my life. And it still is not easy sometimes. Right. You know, I think any anybody who has trauma still goes into dark places, still oh, yeah. feels yeah. sadness and, and whatever. But, You're human. But, yes. yeah, but yes. at least it's not for very long. Mm-hmm. I know how to get out of that mindset due to my therapy, due yes. to the things in my toolbox. And I know there's outlets that can help me. Yep. So that's the uplifting part of it all. Right. right. Don't stay in your darkness too long. And uh, change that mindset real quick. Absolutely, and you'll be all right.
0: Yeah, it's okay to be down and have a day or something, but don't be in your darkness too long. I right, think you do
2: need
1: to recognize those feelings. You can't just keep pushing. You know that. Sorry, sorry,
0: sorry. <laughs> my mic just shut off. Oh no, Henry. Oh, there we Sorry go. Sorry about that. No. This, this is what you do when it's live and
2: you've got a dog underneath the table. Henry wants to be on the podcast. Oh, no. He does. He's always on the podcast. He's always on the podcast. Well, pod. thank you
0: for sharing. Yes. That thank hardness. you. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I didn't, when I had met you, I didn't get a chance to hear everything that you got to say. Oh, okay. So, uh, so I didn't know. I was kind of coming into this, like, oh, she's. I'm going to find out for the first time, just like Melody wants. Right about your past yeah um so it's kind of exciting to we both hear it for the first time and yeah i think you and i are going to be buying a book after this oh absolutely <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely you i uh, was going to
1: on amazon i'm like i'm going to be seeing you and um recommend me recommending it to um uh, my book club and uh oh and that type of thing yeah so i'm she anxious to read up. it
2: oh nice book yeah club, about 10 ladies yep and that would be awesome. It's a it's a tough read. It's a short read. You know, it's not a very long book, but I, I tell the the I tell the story of you know from the mindset of a child, and then I sometimes tell the mindset of the adult, my adult self, yeah, as a parent, as a grandparent. You know, you get nuggets. I, I just did a podcast episode last night, and a gentleman um, that I interviewed read the book, and he's only twenty two years old, but he said as he was reading it, he said even as a twenty two year old male, I thought about my own relationship with. woman that i was involved in and wondering if maybe it made me think was she going through trauma which is why maybe our relationship didn't work out maybe you know so it's like it it made him think differently by reading my book and then he talked about like conditioning and and it was just so it made me feel good that even a male reading the book from a male perspective giving me that insight that's again talking about impact i it, it has an impact you get good nuggets of different types of things of what you feel yeah. and if it hasn't happened to you well that's great i'm glad that hasn't happened to you but just know that it's like one in like four girls and one in even six boys it's not just girls it's boys right too. and yeah. isn't it majority a family member that is the abuser it's usually someone you know that, that yes. someone you know someone you know whether it is family or close friends mm-hmm. or someone that's in your environment yes right yes that is such a tough
1: situation. Oh, my gosh. That is, even... What would you say to to a young woman? To Do you encourage them to speak their truth and don't push that down? Don't do what the abuser is telling you to do.
2: Like, keep it between us. Yeah, I mean, if you have experienced trauma and you this is hitting you, it's a cord inside, you're just like, you know, you're not alone, number one. And if you are brave enough or courageous enough, and you might still feel scared to tell and fearful. I'm sure that's the like, the biggest, I think you're fearful of what are other people going to think about me? Yes. Are they going to believe me? Right. And well, what difference does it make? If I tell them now, if it happened many, many years ago, who cares? Right. right? No, we do care. Your story needs to be heard because you might save somebody right. else's
1: life. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know. Coming from, um, an abusive marriage, uh, my first marriage, and um, I tell you, like that is, and and I was an adult. I was very young. I was eighteen when I was married and expecting, and um, so, but he was abusive, and it's at that point, it's it's kind of embarrassing. Like this, I wasn't raised in that kind of an atmosphere, so I was like, what is making me stay in this relationship? Right. You know, before i'm having a child i don't want my children at this point then i've had them three and i don't want them to grow up thinking that that is a norm because mm-hmm. it's not, it's not right. and it is there's shame in that there's hiding bruises there's you know all of these things and for a child
2: to go through that like that just breaks my heart mm-hmm. just breaks my heart yeah. Yeah. Jeez. but there's always uh, so in my book my last chapter Full circle blessings because you know Fred was my stepfather. He wasn't my biological father. So in a, in in situations, some are your biological father that abuse you, or people biologically blood relatives, and sometimes they're not, right? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really and it doesn't discriminate. It's across, Yes, you know, exactly. it doesn't discriminate. And basically, I um, I found my biological family. So my my I grew up thinking I was an only child but my Fred's family had a lot of family they had like nine in their family, okay. you know, aunts and uncles and then on my mom's side, again, nine so I had a lot of cousins around me but growing mm-hmm. up as an only child, it's like God, oh, what would it be like if I had a brother or a sister or, right. you know, and yeah. everyone tells me you don't want siblings, you fight with them all the time <laughs> you know, but, right. and, and you're spoiled who cares, you know, and, I, and my mom did spoil me, I mean, she gave me the best of, of everything, she worked overtime to, you know, go buy me at the limited <laughs> uh, yeah, you know mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, my mom, she was just a work love it for her daughter which I love yeah and I grew up thinking that and then after all this happened you know I I couldn't I'll tell you this I couldn't finish the book there was a reason why the book wasn't wrapping up right and I'm in this book editing process and I'm going through all these motions and we hit the pandemic right and I was afraid that I would never tell my story that I get COVID and die so it was like 2020 was my wow. push to get this book done. Oh. That was the first push. Yeah. The second Sheesh. push was, why can't I finish it? Something's missing. But what was missing was, I had found my biological father in 2019. I had done a DNA test through Ancestry.com, thank you Ancestry.com, mm-hmm. in 2018, and then I connected. It said I was like 99 point whatever percent a, a blood relative with a cousin named Luciana Lopez Jr., and... I messaged him through the Ancestry app and he didn't respond right away. And then I messaged again and he didn't respond right away. And then I finally messaged again. I'm like, look, (laughs) I don't want, this is not financial gain. This is, this is just me trying to find out who my dad is and just, if I can get this connection, you don't. This would mean so much to to my identity, to who I am, because I've been searching and longing, and this journey has. I just need to end on a, on a positive note, right? Because I'm all about positivity. And sure enough, he reached out to me. He said, "Your sister wants to call you on Sunday, and your dad's going to be on the phone." Oh and I'm like, god. "Oh my god!" Wow! Yeah!
1: Wow. wow! So
2: I was on a Saturday, and we him and I were on video chat. And I saw him, and we had similar, like, laughs. He said, I looked, he looked at me, and he goes, I can see your dad in you. He said, you look like Thea Chubby. Like, her name is Isabel, but they call her Thea Chubby. He was like, Candace, you're Lopez all the way. And it just was like, oh, my God, I'm talking to my family. And the next day, uh, February, it was either the 18th or the 19th of 2019, my sister Alyssa called me, and my dad was on the phone, and I talked to him. and He was like, "Hi, Nia, how are you? I'm your dad. You know, my name is w- wow. and Juan Lopez. I knew his name, but it was just that I heard his voice, that he was real, that I was talking to him, that I waited all this time, and I'm like, Was it, it was, kind of was it surreal? A little oh, bit? Like it just was kind of like- just. It was like. I, I, the moment was just, I was just so happy. Like my heart was full and I remember, this was a Sunday and I remember going to bed that night and then waking up Monday for work. And I'm like, I have never felt so good in my freaking life. Like my heart was no longer, like it was full. Like my heart was like, I knew my mom and now I know my dad Dad. and I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, Yes. oh my gosh yes and then oh. i'll say after i went to the doctor you know like all these years i've been filling out the forms so you yeah. go to the doctor what's yep. your maternal side what's your paternal side i right. could never fill out because fred wasn't my biological yep so now the first visit i go i'm like all excited i'm telling the hospital staff you have no idea how happy i can fill out this side oh and, no kidding and you know it was oh, just yeah. like give me a, cl- a round of applause because yes. i was just like yeah i just yeah. wanted to tell the world like i Absolutely. know my side i know it's my huge. side it's it was huge. amazing
1: yeah So what part, I mean, there has to be a part of you that is, was very nervous reaching out. But then on the other hand, it's like, what do you really have to to lose? lose. Because you're like, you're missing that. And
2: so you're already in that space. Right. So let me tell you, I, my approach was I was going in with no expectations. Yeah, sure. Because I didn't, I just didn't want to get let down my, my, let myself down. I said, you know, what, can't just go in there, no expectations and whatever happens, happens. Right. That's what I felt. And when I talked to my cousin Luciano, instant, like we had so much in common. Mm. I talked to my sister, Alyssa, we were good. Talked to my dad, we were good. And then my sister, Liz. She she had called me right from the get go. She's like, "Girl, you know we got a lot of us down here. Your dad's got a lot of kids. Like, be ready." Oh my gosh! I but just, it was like I couldn't wait. Yeah. And I did. I met them June of 2019. I went for Father's Day weekend. Met my dad for the first time. The whole family was there. Wow. I was need, embraced. You need Kleenex for this. Party. Girl, no doubt. Well, I'm sorry. Let's <laughs> just stop. Her. I do. Yeah. Have. It's just it was such. And I have video of that. My best friend went with me, and it was just oh. an amazing week. And, and I didn't, so that was in 2019 and I didn't go, um, until I, I haven't gone back because of COVID, Mm -hmm. you know, with COVID and then I want to go back this year for Father's Day. I want to take a whole week or two, but yeah, I got, I just... It's And that's why in my book, my my last chapter is called Full Circle Blessings because I end on this positive note. And then when I finally had that story to tell about finding my dad, my cousin, going and I went to go visit my cousin Luciano Uh in Colorado, who introduced me to my dad March before the pandemic hit. So I had just flown back and then everything got shut down. So where did you
1: meet him? Like what, what was the first, what, yeah, like, I mean, go bring us I went through to that. You went oh, to his I house. I just showed up to the yeah, house and
2: just like- they just let me come in with my suitcase oh and my gosh, hung out. that's awesome. And his sister was there from out of town. His, his brother, brother Frank was there. So I got to spend a whole week with them and get to know wow. them. And even though they didn't really know me, they opened up their house and his wife, Denise, and they have all these kids and I, the kids are just so, just you know, it was just nice to be around family. Family, family, yeah. family that you have been missing. For all of those years yeah, and that was completed, me, that I didn't have to go stay in a hotel because I could yes. have, and then I just wouldn't have felt the connection. Right. But they were very open and welcoming. Of course, they were speaking Spanish, and I don't speak Spanish, but I was, I was kind of understanding. And because
1: I was born knowing you, though, yeah. I'm I'm thinking that you will <laughs> I, know Spanish probably. You know, in four months, right? right. You know, right. like seriously, she's a quick just just, <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> you know, like I'm thinking, like you went to get your degree, You, know, <laughs> yes. you have a book, you have, you know, like all these things. I'm just like shots tequila, and I'll
2: pretend I can you. I'm right. <laughs> four years in high school, and it's like I can understand it. I could probably read yeah. it, follow it, but I don't fluently. And it's not comfortable because I never was, wasn't spoken in my house. Sure. Where I go in San Antonio, Texas, my family, they all speak yeah. it. the dominant language. Yeah, yeah, it's the dominant language. And, yep. and my dad speaks it. when he talks to me in Spanish, I'm like, Dad, you know I don't speak Spanish,
0: dad. yeah <laughs> <laughs> But he just chuckles and he's like, Ay, mija. You what, know? When you said mija, what is mija? it? A daughter. Da- daughter. Uh, my daughter. Me. Okay. Me.
2: Me. So M I and then H I J I think Miha is like my daughter, but they call it Miha. It's like yeah. a short M I J A. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. And you have two daughters? I have two. You, daughters. Do you have two daughters? Yeah. Adriana and Victoria. And yeah.
1: um They're you're you are expecting, yeah, expecting a new little Both of them are expecting
2: Grandma! Grandma uh-huh. in the house. I so I have, yeah, so my um, daughter Adriana has Kyron and and Dashiell. And then Victoria, this will be her first. So, but they're both expecting, Adrian's expecting her third and Victoria expecting her first. Her first. So, And then I do have a, like a step-granddaughter. Okay. Um, my daughter was in a previous marriage and then her, she's Ava. Her name is Ava and she lives in Michigan. So.
1: Okay. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So that's awesome. that is very exciting. That's such a, that's a great badge to wear is, mm-hmm. is, grandma. is grandma.
2: I love it. Yeah. It
1: is, it is the best feeling yes. in the world.
0: <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> so people who are listening out there, you want
2: to get a book. Oh yeah. And do. Amazon, Amazon. Yeah, or you can go to my website too. It takes you to Amazon. And what's your website? Uh www.candace, it's spelled C A N D A C E, Candace Sanchez, S A N C H E Z.com. Okay. And then you can find publication at the header bar and then click Unspoken and then you'll find my book there. It'll take you to Amazon so same same way. Gotcha. Wonderful. Yep. So yep. the
0: book is Unspoken. Unspoken. Uh, your podcast is Unspoken
2: Conversations
0: with Candice. With Candace, yes. And then you do motivational speaking. Can somebody
2: hire you? They, what, yes. They can contact me via my website and just gotcha. fill out the contact form. And if they need somebody for their event, yes. And I, okay. I can do, you know, I feel like my platform, you know, being a woman, being Latina, Hispanic, you know, I work in the HIT health technology. You don't see a lot of women in IT, period. And so I promote that STEM mm-hmm. to people of color. Great. Right. Um, and I do a lot of uh, nonprofit work. I'm um, the vice president right now of a nonprofit organization, Por La Gente, and they help raise money for Hispanic youth for college.
0: When you're down to I know, yes, right? Exactly. When do you, when do you
2: sleep? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I schedule sleep. No. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like last night I, I've been working on my audiobook. So if you think it took me three years to write the book, talk about audiobook. That yeah. is the undertaking and a half. Okay. I, you know, I'm I'm working on it. I've been working on that since before the idea retreat um and it's it's an undertaking like reading the book yourself and and having quiet recording time with no interruptions i have two dogs i have a cat that's meowing all the time and mom's upstairs <laughs> doing her housework <laughs> and i'm like everybody needs to stop moving <laughs> everybody shut <laughs> up or leave no, just kidding. no I'm just kidding but yeah so i've been working on that and I, you know i had tried that was one of my goals last year and i'm like okay it's if I can do a chapter a day or a, once a week for the next twelve weeks, because my chapter is only—I mean, my book's very short. Twelve chapters, I think, less than that, less than a hundred pages. So I, I'll get it done, you know. But that's yeah, a goal of mine. But, to get yeah, to have an audio book. Good, a very, very oh. powerful. I'm narrating it, so yeah. yes, that's right That's <laughs> without it, without crying. But if you do cry, that's okay. It's you, real. Yeah, it's human. It's, yeah. you know. I just wonder if because I know when you submit it, they have all these rules. I was reading all oh, the rules, and, and that's intimidating. And you, and you can't cry. I don't know. Is that one of the rules? Uh, maybe I don't know. But who cares? I don't know. Make your own rules. <laughs> Make, I guess. Own yeah. Make
1: your own rules. <laughs> true, true.
2: Oh, my oh yeah!
1: What wow. a great, great. Um, this is so much fun to learn more about you and your past and. And uh, looking forward to seeing where you go from here. Thank I mean, you. seriously.
0: Thank you for coming out to the LG on a Saturday morning. Oh, my gosh.
2: Thanks for having me. Your setup is amazing. Oh, it's just,
0: it's it's a treat to be here. It's little. It's <laughs> <amazing>. <laughs> I <laughs> always <laughs> want to go shopping It's in amazing. Courtney's it house in afterwards.
2: <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love it in here. It's amazing. No, I really just want to say thank you, ladies, for having me on here and allowing me to share my story. And I think you're
0: going to be on again. Oh, absolutely. Because I, 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 I talk about. Good. Because right? I feel it, don't you? Oh like, yes, for gonna, sure. She's gonna come back. Yeah, yeah. she'll be a regular. Hey, regular VIP status. That's what you put out I was
2: like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh bold, blonde and br- I'm brunette, but I'll come. That's okay. That's okay. You don't have to be blind to be balls. Yeah, and yeah. So, that's I'm it. bold. Bold.
0: Yeah. So, and leaving on that, our motto, our what, a, what a. What word am I trying to? I'm always looking at melody. Um, like, a motto, a are, for a word. or I don't um, our no. tagline, tagline, uh, tagline, something like that. Yeah, is be bold. Be bold. Yes. So how do you be bold in life? How do you stay
2: bold? Stay bold. Uh, you know, I think it's just I stay bold by staying in my faith. Yeah. My faith has a lot to do mm-hmm. with me having. I never lost hope throughout all of the journey that hope. I've been on. I need clean that again. I know, right? Hope is huge, right? Yes, don't lose hope. I mean, I know in any type of relationship or situation or journey of life or even with your work, right? We talked a little bit about work and environments and, you know, it doesn't have to define you. Just don't lose hope right. and you're not alone and you can get through life. Call a friend, phone a friend. Don't be afraid to say, I need help. Mm-hmm. Be bold in that mm-hmm. statement. And be bold and say, hey, I need a friend. I need a hug. I need some help. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that because that should be the norm. And check up on your Absolutely. people. Absolutely. Be bold and check up on your that people. That is too.
1: so important. That is so important to check up on your people. Candace Sanchez, author, podcast host, motivational speaker, mom, grandma. She's all of that. All and now we can call her our friend. Yes, yes. yes. Thank, you, Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great rest of your weekend. Yes. And as always, stay positive, test negative. Thanks for shopping at Melody Mart. See ya.